0: Yeah, we're live. Two minutes early. I'm gonna figure out how to get my headphones on. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was, I was, I oh, was. Whoops! I was looking at uh, YouTube comments, <clears throat> and someone said the show without the Sevon podcast without Sevon is better, and it has 38 <laughs> likes. Doesn't anyone think I have feelings? <laughs> feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. Man, I I made this uh, post. I made this post where Trump's saying, um, I, I, I don't know when he said it. I think it's recently. But he basically said he's expressing concerns about how the Biden administration is hiring people based on their skin color and sexual orientation and all that instead of merit. So I recorded it, you know, I just pointed the camera at my TV set while I was on my assault bike and I recorded it and I posted it and man, it's really triggered this one guy. He's going fucking nuts. P- people, um, <laughs> if uh, two wrongs don't make a right, like if your argument is like, well, Trump did the same thing, like I, I, you sound like a, uh, like a 13 year old, but you did it. By the way, if you have a mate that does that to you, like if you're like, hey, dude, you left the garage door open for the third night in a row. And then your mate's like, well, well, you leave the back door open. Run from that person. You left the
1: windows unlock.
0: Right. They, they only get two days a month to, to act like that. Yeah. Just run from that person.
1: I saw hot dogs and beer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just run from that person. Like their argument is always that two wrongs make a right. Uh, just run. It's idiot world. It's fucking idiot world. Well, you know, uh, uh, tr- Trump hired. I mean, they have Steve Buttigieg. They uh, he, he's the, uh, gay, he he's the gay. He he's the look. Look at the people in the cabinet. They got Steve Buttigieg. They got the uh, House Press Secretary, who's she's the like. I'm the first black lesbian. Steve Buttigieg is the first gay guy. They got the Assistant Secretary to Health, who's the first. Uh, trans. They got Kamala Harris, who's the first black woman. I mean, it's like, hey, uh, can I just get someone who's there on merit? Just one. <laughs> like they've their one. way
1: up. Here's their pedigree in here.
0: And, and don't conflate the issues. There's nothing wrong with like, I'm all for the president of the United States uh, being a gay black woman, blah, blah, like you get at. But can I just get one with merit? I just want one with merit. Hired on merit. I see. I see. Uh. Is it hottie or hairy? I see him there, but I don't yeah. see his video, so I can't bring him in. I know. I'm, uh,
1: but Mr. Singh, normal.
0: if you hear us, just turn on your video and we'll bring you in. Or not.
1: I was thinking the other day when you were like, hey, it's the same thing as if you're like, hey, we hired this chick because she has big boobs. Yeah. like based off aesthetics. And I was like, wait a minute. We got it. We got it wrong a little bit. That part is right. But also you have to think exactly like us. You could right. be one of those colors right. of those other things, but if you right. have a different opinion, oh wait, now you're the enemy. So right, two right. qualifications. We base it off aesthetics and and the diversity, but then at the same time, you have to think exactly like us. If not, if boom, you want to get hired
0: in the Biden administration, you not only have to have giant tits, but <laughs> you must also because we hire based on tits, that's the criteria, but then we also um will also, uh, you have to think exactly like us and think it's okay for 12 year old kids to snip their penises off. You know, what's crazy too, is this person in the comments said the reason that there's, that they're making these requirements, um, for, uh, they're, they're putting these, like the diversity czars and like DEI czars in every single department now in the government, they're trying to do that. That's what, um, Uh, biden is trying to do and someone argued to me it's not to make sure that they hire people who check the boxes the black jew lesbian one-legged pygmy it's that they want to make sure that those people aren't excluded and i'm like holy shit dude does this person really think believe that what they just said they think that they're putting these people in to protect it okay they think that there's people in the government who are like okay uh we're not gonna hire that woman Uh uh-oh she's qualified but she's black I uh, get rid of her. And then diversity czar is like, wait a second. They think that that they've actually the liberals have actually told themselves that. What's weird is every day you can see 20 examples where, where they actually openly are racist or sexist or homophobic and hire people based on those qualities. Like, let me give you an example. They just lowered the running standard for New York City police officers for the mile and a half time so that more women would be hired. And I was I was arguing this with someone and they're like, well, they should have a man's time and a woman's time. No, they should, should have, have a police time. officer's time. And they kept pushing it. So finally, I said to the person, listen, you're trapped under a car. It's on fire. Do you want it to be a woman or a man? And, and, and it's a trick question. You don't want it to be either. You want it to be the most qualified person. Hey, they're doing it with surgeons. It's crazy. Yeah, well, of course, more fat men would get hired. I'm just saying that the article said Audrey. The article said uh, that it was to get allow more women to get hired. It was in the New York Post yesterday. But but what's crazy? I see that every single day. They're not even hiding it. These DEI councils don't. They're they're lying to you. They're not to protect um uh, what they call marginalized or minorities or whatever. They're not. They're not. To, they're not there to do that. They're there to exclude qualified. Specifically, they're there to exclude qualified white people. Everyone knows that. They're not even hiding it. They're not even hiding it.
1: (laughs) You can now walk the mile and a half and still be qualified to be a cop. (laughs) What happens if you have to run? Well,
0: (laughs) Well, there should be a woman's time and a man. No, there shouldn't. There should be a cop time. Hey,
1: do you feel that same way with like pull-ups and stuff?
0: Uh, women do have better dexterity when it comes to surgeries though. Yeah. So, so, so if that's true, then there'll be, maybe there'll be more women, uh, surgeons. Yeah, it it does. Yeah, exactly. Like fine. I don't care if every single person who did surgery was women because they were better. I'm, uh, I, I, I endorse it. I would love a, I would love a, Oh my God, look somewhere over here in South America, there's actually a male surgeon. This is incredible. And then you find out he's not really a male because women are just so much better at it. <laughs> Good. Higher success rate in
1: surgery. That's what we should be going after.
0: Right. Uh, same with, uh, same with uh, um, birthing children. The people who do it should be the best at it. Well, I don't know what's going on with Harry.
1: I think he tried to get the video up because I saw it click off, like turning the video off, and then it clicked back to the screen that we're, sh- and he's gone.
0: Yeah. Um. Someone, uh, I guess, uh, someone sent me a DM. I guess when I had Michael uh, Casu on, they're like, "Dude, Trish was so funny in the comments. You missed one of the best comments. Trish was talking about breastfeeding off your stepmom." I would, and I, I just, I've never felt le- like I've never like, um, oh my god, I'm missing out. The comments are so good, and I'm stuck with this guest. But when I heard that, I, I felt a little like, what, "What's that? What's FOMO stand for?
1: Fear of missing out."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. I was a like, oh shit. Tristan. How was, how was hosting the show? How was that? How was it doing the show?
1: Uh, it was good. It's definitely like, like I was making the analogy that I'm like watching you're like Mal O'Brien doing that last workout, and I'm like sitting there, and then I see you do it, I'm like, oh, I got this. That was so easy. I'm not gonna be as good as him, but I'll, I'll I'll still be I'll still be up there. And then it starts, and you're like two minutes in, and you're like, oh shit, this was way harder than I thought it was gonna be. He made it look too easy. But it was it was good. It was a it was a good opportunity to to just give it a try. But it's different when you're sitting pilot versus when you got the controls in your hands. I'll
0: tell you that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's funny is I, I about 40 minutes into the show, I came home. And I asked my wife, Mike, do you think I should log in? She goes, no, you'll fuck up the whole it'll fuck everything up. Then there'll be like two dudes holding the steering wheel.
1: No, I would have. I would have let go of it so quick and be like, "Oh, Spots
0: <laughs> like moved you
1: in and dropped me off." And about.
0: <laughs> but I liked it, uh, Sevon, You even pulled up the comment that she. I did pull up the comment where Trish said that. Damn it. Uh, Matt did a good job. Six. Oh, now. Oh, good music to my ears. I'm. T- if you go to YouTube, they're talking about him like he's some sort of fucking god.
1: <laughs> she did a 69.
0: <laughs> uh, Matt did a good job. Six point nine out of ten. Good. That uh, feel better. People were like telling him like he's an 11 and shit over there in YouTube land.
1: <laughs> I was too afraid to look at the comments.
0: Oh, they're so good. Uh, I figured
1: somebody you. would would give me a good bashing at some
0: point. That show probably has um, the most uh, haters. Because it's just the Wild
1: West of people that are watching live. You mean it's not like our familiar
0: group? Yeah. Familiar? Like, like those are the ones who are probably like... Um, you, the, you, the 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 vaccines only killed us three people. The VAERS is completely wrong, and those three people deserve to die. They were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's that group.
1: I've right? horse still warmer.
0: My grandmother lived three more days, and if some teenagers had to die, that uh, that's fine. I mean, it, it, it you it's for the greater good.
1: <laughs> if we just save one life and few others die, okay. If we save the lives we want yeah. to save,
0: yes. So, those people were fucking glad I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a fax joke in there. When oh, Brian, you did?
1: Yeah, When Brian came on, I was like, he just popped on, right? And I go, Brian, what's up, buddy? How you doing? And he goes, good. And first I made a joke about him being held hostage. But then I get into it. And I'm like, hey, how's the event? What'd you see? What was it like? You know, what was the crowd like? And he kind of gives a short answer, like, okay, do you see anybody collapse? Any athletes? the athletes just fall over? And he kind of, yeah. And really yeah. I was like, Sorry, we had to get one vax joke in there, guys. Come on. Come Thank on. you.
0: <laughs> hey, um uh do you want to text Harry?
1: I did. I oh. I texted him and I said try to he asked if we could see him and I said no, try logging out and logging back in. So I'm waiting to see if he pops back up and logs back in. Okay. Let me um let me resend the link in that thread and just see
0: if okay, and we could reschedule him. Oh, look. Oh uh there he is. Device is not connected. We could tell him we could always reschedule him too. Oh, Chris felt that. Uh, there was a nice tension between Susan and friend. Oh, good. Yeah, I
1: think he was kind of like who. When this? did he this? come on? I didn't even know he was coming on. Like last ten minutes, last fifteen minutes. Hmm. He was at the when he got back to the hotel. He jumped on.
0: I, I I got this book. Greg gave me this book the other day. Did you see it? Did I show it to you? Yeah. It'll it'll be at his it'll be at his house today when we're over there. Awesome. It's so funny. I I made a post on my Instagram and someone's like, uh, that guy was a that guy was a heavy drinker and he had heart conditions already and how dare yeah. you put him up there? You don't even know what you're talking about." And I'm like, "Uh yeah, that that's what's kind of cool about the vaccine. It kills the people with heart conditions already and and, and the perfectly healthy people." Like, I don't understand people's logic. Well, that the, that person was sick already. Like the, the vaccine didn't kill them. They were all they'd already had three heart attacks. Uh, OK, well, how does that disprove my point? It's funny
1: that they found that logic now, but not when they were doing that with the COVID death, right?
0: Right. Got a motorcycle
1: accident. Oh, got right. COVID. Right. Nobody questioned <laughs> it, but now when we have these weird shit happening to people that it should not happen to a demographic of people that you would presume being very healthy, now all of a sudden it's like, oh well, the you know, did you guys see he had a soda and there's something weird going on.
0: We yeah. have some very we have some very bad um, thinkers. Yeah, they weren't taught to think. I feel like we weren't taught to think. I saw two Harry. Is is his name Harry or Hadi? Hadi Singh? Hadi Singh? It's one R. Yeah. That's um, going to be our first question. I, I, I keep seeing his window trying to log in. Yeah, it keeps popping up. That last one popped up popped away. Ask him if he wants to reschedule and then we could run a test. Okay. I wonder if he's not on Chrome. I, I asked him to, to oh. uh double check that, yeah, oh, uh Jason Waddell, I'd rather listen to Jason run around his apology and talk like a politician than listen to Taylor. no shit it, well that's an that's an incredible comparison, yeah, he's on chrome. that's an incredible comparison. hey uh, Brandon, I'd love to talk to you uh, isn't it i I'd love to talk to you about the um the comments, the shit people write. Ah, uh, Philip Kelly, uh, Jason couldn't answer anything. It, it, it's so interesting. I read the YouTube comments sometimes, and I'm like, did these people like listen to the show? <laughs> were these people like, uh, were they not listening to the same show that I, I was listening to? It's a, it's a trip. Uh, Kenneth Delap applying for the executive producer role. Uh, three more minutes, Harry, and uh, then we're calling it. <laughs> guys we I, i'm i'm so nervous in all kidding aside caleb's caleb's about to get his hours all switched up and Oh, there he is i see him he heard he heard the uh he heard the three minutes and you're out and now he there he is How do oh my yes brother god i love technology how are you okay never mind never mind <laughs> Oh, that's a Jody Lynn. That's a a fine line from Jody. The oldest affiliate with the oldest technology. It did look like my, um, uh, it did look like my 480 camera. Let me see if I...
1: We get a little further each time. Okay, here we go.
0: it, It did look like my, uh... Let me, see if I can, <laughs> let me see if I can add my uh there you go. There's my there we go. Like, oh <laughs> there we go.
1: Oh man, we need to get those chairs filled. We made that nice table and those chairs. It looks good in there. And then so we got those cameras pointed at them too, right?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. Sort nah, sort of. It's a still a shit show. Hey, you know what's weird? You can't hear me. Like you can hear me now, right? Yep. But if I remember yeah, no, definitely
1: can't hear you. Okay, interesting. I felt as if I've, if I've grown in the past, I would have made me nervous being on here myself, the big screen. So there you
0: vanished. Yeah. Stop camera. Hi. Boom. Can you hear me? I, yeah. Oh, you sound so good, brother. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. What a mess. Nothing works. <laughs> Nothing. Fuck. Actually, I mean, I was freaked out. I thought, you. Know, I'll send you the link 10 minutes before the show. I figured this will never work.
0: <laughs> and you were right. It didn't work. Yeah, sorry. I can't we, Hey, it's our but think if we would have sent it 26 minutes before it would have worked. It was our yeah, fault. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Because now 26 it's not a problem at all. This show's so fun. Good to have you. Where, Thanks, where are you? Are you are you in your library? Your den? Yeah, I am. I'm home. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um do do you is that a typo in your name right there?
2: yes it's h-a-r-i and it's just pronounced harry harry i'm tight ty- i'm on a cell phone that's tiny i couldn't type it
0: are you um uh harry i i remember meeting you in new york i was with greg maybe four or five years ago
2: we've met I... a, we've met a couple i think we met um at We've met a couple times. Yes. Well, um, do,
0: you, do you remember the last time? Because it was a pleasant experience. I remember. And I remember we exchanged phone numbers.
2: I remember it was at Glassman's house. It was either a medical oh. uh, cert or something. It was something at Greg's house.
0: Oh, okay. I remember
2: your wife was there. Um, God,
0: for some reason I feel, I thought, I felt like it was in New York and we went out to dinner. I must have it. I have yes. It no, screwed.
2: now I think, I think you were in New York with Greg. And we tried to look him up, and he was in for the night, and maybe you came out for dinner. Okay, that might
0: God. be it. It's, 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 a, it's a little blurry. Are you And you own CrossFit New York City? I do. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Hey, you could never get that name today, right? If you give that name up, it's gone forever? That's
2: right. I'll never give that name up.
0: Hmm. Yeah. What if, if you sold that, could someone keep it? Or does, do names like that transfer?
2: I think I can sell the affiliate. <sighs> To someone and the name would transfer but i i couldn't sell the net crossfit owns the name
0: and 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 the deal is for people who don't know um back in the early days you could um you could get a crossfit gym and you could name it either after yourself or after the city you're in and then after a while they stopped it so like i couldn't do a crossfit Sevon matosian and you can't do a crossfit if it's uh the city if it's a big city right like new york city correct yeah, how crazy is that? How cool is that? And how long have you had the gym?
2: We affiliated. The date is July 4th, 2005.
0: Holy shit. I hadn't even found CrossFit. Oh, maybe I just found it. Maybe I just found it. 2005. That is incredible. And, um, and Harry, how did you find it? How did you come across CrossFit? How did it cross paths with you?
2: I, Came across it on a couple of blogs. I think Art Devaney, his paleo blog, and I came across it on like twice in a week. And, um, you know, I went to the website and I don't even know if CrossFit NYC quite existed. We were the 16th affiliate in the world. But as soon as an affiliate popped up in New York, I went and joined and, um, They weren't even, they didn't even have their own space then. They were in the corner of a gym and, you know, the old story getting kicked out. And um, I bought out one of the four partners in 2007, and it's down to just me now.
0: You're serious? You're the only one now?
2: Yes. The only partner in CrossFit NYC, yes.
0: How many many partners have there been in
2: totality? There were four original. Then I bought out one and there were still four.
0: So that's five.
2: No, I bought one out,
0: but but, I mean, that's five total, right? Right. But that there's been,
2: there's been five total in the history of CrossFit New York city. Mike Pomering, who oh, I remember him. He owns CrossFit Gotham. After I bought him, I, he, uh, I didn't buy him out. I bought out, I bought out Keith Wittenstein, who's on the, um, level one cert and, uh, circuit and then i guess then it was the four of us and then the three of us bought out mike palmering and then it was harry josh harry josh newman and court wing and uh josh newman was evicted went to jail it's a special story in the crossfit nyc history and um i recently bought out court wing a couple years ago
0: is, is josh newman out of jail he is Yes. Um. I heard he was just a good dude, but just with the bad, that bad business ethic. It, I never got to meet the guy.
2: I mean, he didn't go to jail for having bad business skills.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That's what I was
2: already too. After you said that,
1: it's like, oh, uh,
0: um, how, is it um, is it better just being a sole owner?
2: Yes, it is. I mean, I I was running a mid sized company when I. Bought into crossfit and i thought you know i'm running this company all alone it would be nice to have partners and it turned out to be very difficult to have partners over the years
0: because why is that is it because like people can't agree on what kind of toilet paper to put in the bathroom or is it because people are stealing from the company
2: um in josh's case josh was stealing from not stealing from the company josh um was convincing outside investors to buy his stock, sort of like guessing, it. I don't have all the details, but sort of like in the producer scheme where he was selling his stock over and over again um, to hedge funds, to very sophisticated investors um, without us knowing. And with that, stocks,
0: he, in, stocks in CrossFit um, uh, uh, New York?
2: He, his shares, he was telling people that it's really difficult. Each one got told a different special story. Um But,
0: but he was selling something that you guys owned? Yes. We had wow, a- that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
2: And i we're talking to the tune of millions.
0: Wow. So this so Damn. he was a good so he was a good salesman. He was a good salesman. <laughs> yeah that yeah. so i, I just want to see if i understand this right i had no idea it was like this you you like i could see stuff like um so let, let me just give an example like um uh supposedly one of the reasons why they uh got mad at um james there's a, a company called project veritas that's a report it's, you know it's a bunch, he's right. a report there's a reporter there james o'keefe and one of the reasons they're claiming they kicked him out is because he was using the company credit card to buy dj equipment and i'm and and i'm like i don't give a fuck like he like he's a star employee like,
2: like yeah that's but, not That's not what we're talking about. (laughs) 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 We're talking, you know, so it's amazing how this went down because, you know, part of the process involved me spending an entire day with the FBI.
0: Wow. Oh, shit. Which
2: which you don't do without being seriously lawyered up because being factually innocent is, is just the starting point that you want. So it was a very expensive process, but... You know, I explained early on, I knew that Josh sort of, I didn't want him touching the money. Okay. Let's just say that. So I set up the company and the partnership, you know, with a white shoe law firm and a long agreement. And the way we ran the company since the day I came in, I wrote every single check, but I didn't have check signing privileges. Court wing signed every single check, right?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Josh had neither, no access to the checkbook and no access to the bank accounts, right? So you would figure how could you possibly manage to do any sort of corporate you know, malfeasance with an ironclad system like that? He convinced people that the shares were in a fund that he owned and they should write a check to the fund And, 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 you know, there, this was in litigation for seven years. You know, there are emails where people would say, wait, I don't understand. Don't you need the consent of the other partners? He'd say, no, yeah, well, I made a thing. uh, I sold the stock twice to myself so I could transfer it to you. Uh, The uh, statistic of the final 12 litigants, they had 17 Ivy league degrees in total wow. okay I, experts bubble cfa's mba's jd's people partners in white shoe law firms because those were the easiest people to swindle he was a yale kid and i don't know he convinced them i i just i it, the, the, there's stacks of public documents and litigation that would make your head you know your hair crawl
0: i just the part i'm the part i'm tripping oh there he is okay Oh, his girlfriend's pretty or his wife. Uh, Oh, Uh Oh, Hey. Hey, Um, so this guy was basically just share sharing, selling shares of a gym that you own. Did he sell other stuff too? Like was he involved in, it just seems like it would be like, if you're going to do sell stuff, I just can't imagine selling a gym being the smartest way to make money. Why didn't he uh, sell fake diamonds or something?
2: It was at the high end of the CrossFit craze. He, you know, we were the biggest in the world. Um, you know, we, we had 500 people in the open in, in 2012. Wow. That um, was a big deal. Damn. Great space. Um, and it was really taking off. And, you know, I I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. But, you know, the New York Times wrote four or five articles on his background in um, deal book. And he'd done a series of adventure, adventures all uh, since he was a student at Yale and, and they all involved people getting massively burned. It seems
0: how, how much time did he spend in jail? Do you know?
2: I was there at the sentencing. He got sentenced, I think to 39 months, but I think he got out after 21 months or 24 months. I'm about two years.
0: So for you, it was a headache and cost you a shitload of money. Yes. How was his cross? Was he a good CrossFitter? (laughs) (laughs) What was his Fran time? (laughs) Yeah,
2: he was he, he he was fit. He wasn't, you know. None of us were going to the games, but he, he 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 was a competent coach and a and a good crossfitter.
0: Yeah, sure. God, what a trip. Okay, and then so some. Uh, uh, did you want to end up owning the whole thing, or was it just people were just bailing?
2: Um, nobody quote bailed. I mean, but there was lit- there was legal stuff with with getting Josh out because of. Um, You know, the agreement had had clauses for if you do fraud or that sort of thing, you're you're out. Right. Um, um, And it was tough buying out court at the end. But, um, you know, there was a lot of pressure with the lawsuit and 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 expenses and that sort of stuff. And and, um, it got easier.
0: How about, how about like Keith though and Mike and, um, and, and Keith, in court, eventually they just wanted to sell and you're like, well, okay, Keith, I'll buy Keith,
2: Keith was the first one. I bought Keith out and that was very pleasant.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Keith went on to, f- um, found CrossFit virtuosity, which is still one of the oldest, uh, affiliates and, um, Mike Palmering, the three of us bought him out and we agreed on a price. Those two things were simple. Um, the Josh thing was a shit show that went on for years and involved a lot of litigation and, 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 and this, this, this criminal um, investigation and him going to jail. And court, you know, at the end, it was a fight over, you know, the last partner buying him out. And I think we've reached a reasonable agreement. And,
0: and, and the gym, the gym's open uh, five, six, seven days a week now.
2: Oh, yeah, we've been open um, for a while you mean you mean post-covid
0: well that too but i just mean since 2005 it's going it's up and running like you have clients it's, you're not just holding on to the name running this thing out are of your garage. A, it's a it's a gym
2: we run, we run 120 classes a week
0: holy cow holy cow and so, so and scheduled. this so if you were the 16th gym you literally are now the oldest gym and I, th- in- I think that's right
2: i i don't want to um um misstate it the, on the list of affiliates we moved from 16 to number four before they took down the list. And when I looked at one, two, and three, their websites weren't active. And so I assumed that they're not an active affiliate. Maybe they were saving the name. I don't know. So if I'm wrong, somebody should definitely correct me if I'm number three or two or whatever. But I'm I- going to
0: give it to you until someone says different. Okay. I'm going to give it to you. That's crazy. 2005. Holy shit. The only one I think Curtis Bowler was for a long time at the top of that list with his gym in Washington. And then I think he closed his gym down, but didn't get rid of the name. I think he moved it to his garage or something.
2: I think that that's correct. I think if you go to that website, it's, it's not up or the sites for sale or it's something else. The three that were above me, hyperfit was above me. Um, someone else I can't remember right now. And they may be active, but it didn't look like they were. I, I, I just don't know. For sure.
0: How how many members do you have, Harry?
2: Right now, we're down to a, an all-time or a, a low for the last decade of about 700.
0: Holy cow. And are you still running this other business you have? No, um,
2: I've retired from that or uh, about seven or eight years ago.
0: And so the gym is your full time gig. Yes, and and um, what do you? What is your role there? Seven hundred people sounds just crazy.
2: I mean, my role was holding it together for the last few years during the brutal lockdowns of COVID in New York, and experiencing the joy of being a non essential business. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. So that was extraordinarily challenging and and it still is we, we we are we have two locations our main location which is just in southern midtown on 28th street um that's not back to two-thirds of what it used to be um because people still work from home or they're only in the office two or three days a week so someone who used to be five days a week into the membership close to the office now is in the office two or three days a week. So they're not so sure that they can get value from a membership. Um, so it's just not back to normal.
0: There's two locations.
2: Yeah. We have one um, on 28th street and one on the upper West side of Manhattan.
0: One time I went to a gym in, in uh, New York city to film uh an athlete. Her name was Jillian Munsey. Do you know who that is? Do you remember her?
2: Yeah, she she was in one of our first locations, Jillian. That was around 2008 or 2009. She went to the games. She came <laughs> third. She was a member at CrossFit N Y C. Yes. And the,
0: and that gym had an elevator that you took up, and then it opened, and you were in the gym.
2: That was. Is that right? Yes. That's not the place we're still in. We gave that up about 12 years ago. We now have a much bigger place and we have our own staircase instead of an elevator. What?
0: Well, Oh, Oh, okay. That, that place in, a in, in, uh, Jennifer, uh, is her name? Jennifer Hunter Marshall was an instru- Was she an instructor there? The girl she, who's on the L one team now?
2: She, um, has CrossFit garden city. You may have seen her there. She, um, I recall she used to train some private clients there, perhaps, um, but she started with her husband, CrossFit Garden City. We're good friends, but, um, she wasn't, I mean, I, maybe she did teach a couple classes for us, but I don't remember that.
0: Okay. And, and she was there uh, training with Jillian. You know, it's interesting. This is totally off subject, Harry, but I, I remember, um, Jillian Munsey showed up to the games. I think it was in 2009 and everyone expected her to win. And then I think Dave opened the games with a long run. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got really pissed, and I think maybe she dropped out. Do you remember that? That was kind of crazy.
2: I seem to think she came in third, but I oh couldn't. okay, okay, maybe and
0: maybe she did, but she was pissed. I remember because she came there. She was capable at everything, but not the run. I think maybe she took last in the run.
2: I, I mean that that's that would be like two thousand eight or nine. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a long. It was eight or nine. Yeah, I can't remember. But she was a freak of nature. Uh yeah. She was, she was kind uh, of one of the first real athletes we had in CrossFit.
2: Yeah. She, you know, she was one of those that in the day could do a hundred handstand push that That's sort
0: of. Holy smokes. Yeah. And, and she had, I mean, for, I mean, for those of you back then, she, she was the kind of person also who did a three minute Fran, but then wasn't breathing heavy and people <laughs> criticized her for not pushing hard enough. Do you remember that shit? The debates about her? Uh, why isn't she breathing heavy?
2: I don't, I don't remember that, but um, she was, I'm sure she still is a great athlete.
0: Um, are you coaching at the gym, Mary?
2: I don't coach. Um, there's just, I do all the business stuff and there are people who coach better than me that I can hire. And so I do, you know, it's a big operation. It's, it's like, if you're running an airline, I don't need to fly. Um, and I don't coach. No.
0: what what happened in new in new york city during covid i'm still shocked when i hear stories about los angeles where people like actually quarantined like i hear about people who actually stayed inside for like six months or a <laughs> year or two years it, it was like that in new york too right like people like really bought bought the uh, the shtick and, and went and the whole place shut down i
2: had governor cuomo who was the you know number one lockdown guy the- yeah, he killed a bunch
0: of old people, right? He put old people into, into I mean, literally, yeah, yeah. He, he sent he sent old that's, people into nursing homes and they died.
2: That's that's I I agree that that's an accurate assessment.
0: Yeah, crazy. Okay, so tell so could you can you kind of walk me through the nightmare?
2: So you know, when it first started, I thought they're not going to shut down the park. You know, yeah, a- that's
0: what I, I was tripping when they shut down New York and Las Vegas. I was like, that's then, impossible. I think
2: they first shut down San Francisco or L.A. And then New York couldn't be outdone. So they immediately, you know, within six hours, shut down. And then, of course, all of this shutdown stuff is done by executive order. So there's no actual laws in place. And process. Mm-hmm. these rules would be it's like, you know, martial law, they, they, they just start dictating and making stuff up um so there was a lot of that and um it was very ugly um but what i found out a month or two into the lockdown was not everyone was locked down in new york you know i found a restaurant that was open behind you know uh blacked out windows and i thought hmm i wonder if we could do this but I was, you know, pretty nervous about it. And then what happened was Cuomo had issued so many of these crazy edicts. You know, one of them was like, you can't gather in groups of three or more, some some, some totalitarian sort of thing. And so the ACLU sued him. And the, as often was the case with Governor Cuomo, the day before he was going to go to court, which was in May of 2020, he updated his executive order and it said well you can grab, gather in groups of 10 or 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 fewer for any reason at all provided you maintain social distance and and sanitary things um so i decided that well i don't know read this read this carefully and it looks like you can do gatherings of 10 or fewer so we started doing gatherings of 10
0: or fewer how many months in was that? Would you remember what how that how long May were you closed?
2: Of May of twenty twenty. But unlike some other gyms, we didn't make a scene about it. You know, I didn't go on 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 Tucker Carlson and say "F you, Governor." Uh-huh. You know, never- <laughs> <laughs> what we did was, um, you know, we're lucky we're not at street level. Um, we're upstairs or we're in the basement or a location. So we made a schedule with a class every hour and 15 minutes with a 15 minute transition between classes. And we locked the doors and we opened it during the transition. And we went in one door and out the other. Wow. Speakeasy. We, we, um, I emailed our members and said, look, here's the articles. Here's the link to the time post, the daily news. It says you can gather in groups of whatever. We think this means that we can have a gathering at these times if you make a reservation and obey the rules and blah, blah, blah. If we find out that we're wrong, we'll stop. I sent out a quarter of a million emails over the course of that lockdown time. We never got in trouble. No one ever turned us in. We don't know to this day whether we would have been right or wrong if someone had made a scene. But, you know, the way it worked is, if you get caught, you know, the first time you get a warning or a $500 fine, and, you know, by the third time it's a billion dollar fine. Yeah. We, never, we never got the first fine. So, wow. who did you
0: send the emails to? Those were to your members.
2: Well, yes, we sent it only to our members because we said you have to make a reservation so that it was truly <laughs> like a dinner party. You know, they did, uh, we didn't have a front desk. They had to reserve, they had to, um, and, and we told them what we were doing. And and um, it was a small percentage of our members, maybe 20%. But we were able to function through that.
0: Did you get a lot of hate from some of your members who were like, oh, my God, you're spreading polio? Zero. Wow. Okay. Wow. Cool.
2: I mean, literally. That's awesome. The thing. Somebody says, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. Then they don't do it. And we took them off the mailing list. And we didn't ask them again. We didn't say where the hell are you? You got to come to the gym, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain percentage that wasn't crazy, uh, 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 wasn't coward and, and came. And, and so we offered that service. No one was forced to take it. Um, but if they wanted to, they did.
0: It's interesting. And the reason why I ask is because there were people, I'm on the West coast, I'm in Santa Cruz, just South of San Francisco. And there are people here who, um, they they've lost they 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 don't even care what the purpose of the mask is they just think that it's unfair if you're not wearing it you know what i mean so i could see people being like hey that's bullshit it's unfair that they're going to the gym and i'm not and they take no responsibility but i'm glad you didn't get any pushback we
2: didn't we didn't get that but again we we didn't we didn't make it a, we didn't make a scene right right
1: yeah that's right. incredible i didn't make a scene and i still got a ton of it <laughs> city stopped by got letters Members got pissed off. Well,
2: well, you know, the city did stop by, but you know the doors were locked, and we didn't run classes in the middle of the day because we figured out that the people stopping by weren't going to stop by at six in the morning. How
0: about how about your landlords? Yeah. How, how are they with um uh with, with, with giving you uh, leeway with rent and things like that? Were they were very, they good to you? We had,
2: we had we had very good landlords, but you know I was on top of it from day one. In fact, bef- you know, before we even shut down, we were—I was in talking with the landlords, and and they were reasonable, and um, I'm very pleased with our landlords. They were very fair, and we did the best we could, and they did the best they could, and and you know, New York City's got massive commercial real estate on the market now from people that just failed and, you know, didn't fail. And so they worked with us and, and I'm, I'm grateful for that.
0: Wasn't there also a mass fleeing of people from New York city? Oh yeah. I
2: I mean, especially in the, the better neighborhoods where people have the resources to go to their Hampton house or get the hell out. Um, Yes. I mean, New York was, it was a ghost town for several months.
0: And, and and people just basically packing up their lives and moving north, too, right? Connecticut, Vermont. I, 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 a couple families I know did that. They're like, fuck it. They got out of their brownstones in Brooklyn, and they just went north.
2: Oh, oh people, yes. Lots of people left, um, and especially since you didn't have to go to work. It wasn't just I'm getting out because there's cold. Right. I don't have to be in the office, so why do I have to be in New York? I can't oh. go to the restaurant. I can't go to the movies. I can't do any of the things that I'm in New York for, so – why should I be here? I can do zoom calls from wherever. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, w- what about, uh, um, CrossFit HQ during that time An- any help from them, any direction, any
2: HQ is really good. I mean, right from the beginning, Greg Glassman was calling people. I was on a call with him, you know, very early on, he kind of went through the affiliates in order. In fact, I, I, I um, I, he was very sympathetic. He put together a fundraiser for for the affiliates. He did everything he could. Um, that I, I I can't think of anything else that HQ could have done um, under Glassman that it didn't do.
0: And then and then from there the the Floyd nineteen comment came, and the company was um, sold. Did that did that freak you out? Were you like, oh shit, what is going on?
2: Well what happened was it wasn't simply that the company was sold that um we started getting chain.org um petitions to deaffiliate from CrossFit everyone was getting pressure to deaffiliate um and so there was a lot of that what i figured out early on in the chaos or maybe not early on maybe after Glassman resigned but all the petitions, all the emails weren't the coming from my members. It was coming from people who had never been to CrossFit NYC, or people who had dropped in at CrossFit NYC so they they knew of us and uh, they had some. You know, they had an email from when they registered for a class that they used to to do it. But our grief came primarily from non-members. From drop-ins and from um, just the public at large, so it, I didn't really realize it was. It seemed like there was just much more furor, but it was it was amplified by by I think um, disproportionately, and that really burned me on taking drop-ins for a long time. For two years, we did not take a single drop-in. For a couple reasons. Wow. One, when we were doing the gatherings, right, we couldn't have people dropping in because, you know, someone goes, found the only place in New York where I can get my wad on, you know, <laughs> yeah. those people were the most, we were most <laughs> concerned about. So we took zero drop ins for two years. We just didn't want people who had no skin in the game of, or, you know, no, no obligation to the affiliate. We just didn't want to deal with it and we didn't start taking drop-ins and by the way we have had more drop-ins than anyone in the world right with the biggest crossfit in the middle of manhattan so later everyone passes through here so we used to do lots of drop-ins we just stopped
0: can you give me like 10 drop-ins a day 20 drop-ins a day
2: we probably did 200 uh, drop-ins a month Um, okay oh so that's significant revenue yeah, well, it wasn't going to be 200 drop-ins a month during COVID. Maybe it would have been 40 or 50 or whatever it would have been. But okay. We, we just stopped because, you know, it was a very strange time, even when when, mm-hmm. when lockdowns ended. Then there was a transition where the governor allowed gyms to be open, but the mayor had to one-up them and say, well, gyms can be open, but you can't have classes, Nobody really understood what the hell that meant. So we just kept continued doing you know, whatever we're doing. It's not a class. We just locked the door and, and, you know, but we, it was just such a mess, but our members knew the procedures. They knew you show up less than fifth, you know, between five and 15 minutes before class, the doors open, you go in. I didn't have the resources to deal with drop-ins who show up when they show up, expect help with the front desk, want to buy a t-shirt. You know, one of the things that came out of COVID is we don't have a front desk operation anymore because during COVID they figured out the front desk exists for two reasons, to handle drop-ins and to sell t-shirts. And the sum total of all the profit we were going to make on drop-ins and t-shirts during COVID didn't cover the cost of
0: staffing. Mm -hmm. Mm. -hmm what was wow that's interesting um, um y- 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 you have two locations are in are, in you're taking drop-ins now
2: we started and I changed the way we do it we sell a three pack three packs good for a year okay so the people who let's say come to New York a couple times a month or whatever they make for good um business because they have they have an obligation to not be jerks when they come in I mean right let me back up nine out of 10 people that drop in or 19 out of 20 pe- people that drop in are not jerks, but there's the one or two that just go on a rant and they, they, they complain on social, they media. pee on the yeah. toilet
0: seat. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they, 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 you know what it is? They treat, there's a small percent that treat the affiliate like a loaner car. Yeah. I'm only yeah. Here once. I don't, I'm not going to wash it. I'm not going to, yeah. so with the three packs and, we find that those people are like the best drop-ins we've ever had. Since we started three packs, we've had literally not a single problem with a single person. Whereas we used to have, you know, one out of 10 or one out of 20 would be a problem. And now we have no problems. And so, you know, occasionally people say, wait, I'm only in New York for two days. Well, it's good for a year. And that's our option. We don't do single class drop-ins. Because again, we don't have a front desk where the three pack people figure out here's your credentials to sign into classes. They they, they have enough investor that they read their emails and they follow the procedures. Where, mm-hmm. people are just, you know, one of the things that used to happen is 10% of our drop ins would, would you know, you, you you do all the emails back and forth and then they wouldn't show. <laughs> and then they want their money back because they didn't show. But if you don't give them their money back, right, then they're going to slam you on social media. Yeah. Ooh-hoo have that anymore.
0: (laughs) Harry, did you ever have any um, uh, mentors to help you in the early days? Did you follow any protocols or have you just been, did you just figure this all out in yourself on how to run two successful gyms?
2: I mean, I figured out a lot of things the hard way, but I had run companies. I'd been to business school. Um, You know, I had experience running businesses. Running CrossFit, of course, is a a unique thing. Um, I made a couple of key decisions early on, that I think have worked well, but it's impossible to know what the alternatives would have been. But for example, I decided early on that our competitive strategy or our niche, because we knew you know, there were, going to be 20, there were 22 CrossFits in Manhattan before COVID. We knew they were, I knew they were coming. I said, ours is gonna be the one that does just CrossFit. No CrossFit light, no yoga, no mm-hmm. basketball, no tennis and CrossFit, all we do is CrossFit. And that's been our strategy, you know, in some ways it's, um, been helpful in some ways it's difficult, you know, right now we don't have enough people and it would be tempting to have more offerings, but you know, we've stuck to this. All we do is CrossFit. Um,
0: um I, I don't want to overstate this, but I, I, I... Because it's, it's anecdotal, but I feel like what, every once in a while there'll be a gathering of affiliates or there'll be a reach out from HQ. And it seems like it's there's the usual suspects that HQ reaches out to. You know, the Ben Bergeron's, Craig Howard, a CJ Martin, um, you know, maybe a Nicole Christensen. There's these affiliates that they reach out to and get together and they take some pictures and they're like, we're discussing the future of the company, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. <laughs> have you have you ever been a part of that that click it's funny because i you you have these two um gyms and what's arguably i mean i I don't know how it is anymore i I suspect new york's gone to fucking complete shit but what really was the best city in the entire world and this is coming from a guy I've, i've been to 100 countries i've lived extensively all over the fucking world and there was really nowhere else that was like new york city um but i don't ever remember you being included in any of these clicks i don't i don't remember i don't see your name very often um it's it's kind of a trip to me that you have these two gyms in this powerhouse city where it's would seem but by the way for people do, who don't understand like uh, i'm not shitting you they have like 300 square foot apartments there uh, it's basically you live in a closet for thousands of dollars a month that's what rent is like there um, do you ever get incl- do you ever get reached out or do, are you ever used as a resource by hq uh no um okay well that was certainly the question's five minutes long the answer is like no (laughs) no no
2: i mean i don't i don't put myself out to hq i don't raise my hand and say um i want to be on uh
0: you don't want to be on the diversity council what are you what's your ethnicity (laughs) you could probably what are you
2: i'm half indian and half jewish um Yeah,
0: that works. You could get on some. There's a council for you for sure. I mean,
2: I'd be half a vice president, right?
0: Did you used to be darker as a kid?
2: I don't think so. When I was a kid, I never met another Indian, though. And, you know, I was was born in 1958. Um, When I was a kid, everyone thought you're either Spanish or you're Italian. They didn't know any other dark skin or darker skin ethnicity. If I said I was Indian, they just assumed that meant American Indian.
0: I want to come back to this CrossFit thing, but I want to dig in on your ethnicity a little bit. Your mom's Jewish or your dad's Jewish? My mom's Jewish. And, and, and your dad's like Indian. Like, Was he born in India?
2: He was born in India, and he somehow came to the U.S. in 1956 and managed to become a citizen before I was born.
0: And, and where did he meet your mom?
2: In New York. My mom was a rebellious kid. They met at um, the limelight, some nightclub um, in the city still there oh,
0: no shit and, and and is was your mom's parents first generation here through ellis island
2: i don't know i ended up growing up in foster homes and didn't really keep touch with my mother or the details of my history i'm not sure
0: uh why why you why foster homes your parents didn't stay together
2: yeah that marriage was a disaster.
0: Holy shit. Wow. And you were in foster homes in New York city.
2: Yes. And, um, in New York city and, um, on a farm upstate New
0: York. That's a crazy story. How old were you when you ended up going to, do you have kids, Harry? I do not. Um, How how old were you when you ended up going to a foster home? Second grade. No shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Were your parents involved in drugs?
2: My father was an alcoholic. My mother was, uh, pill popper and you know very big on smoking pot Thought that was sophisticated um, so not hard drugs hard enough I guess
0: did you have a moment in your life where you were like um, uh, I can't imagine being separated from my parents in the second grade holy shit did you have a moment in your life where you're like holy fuck I'm all alone yes
2: and it was one of the most yeah, the yes and I remember um, being in this foster home in Brooklyn, which was a great, my foster parents were great. I, I had the best foster parents and I have no complaints about the experience. But I remember being, you know, depressed and sad and sulking in the corner. And um, my foster parents had an older daughter who was you know, in grad school and she was engaged to this guy, Jerry, who um, I thought was the smartest guy in the world and was like a bit of a role model. He sees me in the corner and I'm all sulking. And I, you know, should probably start crying, you know, exactly what you said. I'm all alone. My parents, this, and that. And he looked at me and really made me look at him. And He said, you should never, ever, ever forget how you feel, because this is exactly how your children will feel if you can't figure out how to grow up to be a better parent than your parents were to you. And I would say that was probably the defining moment of my life.
0: Um, uh, how, how old were you? 10. Wow, that guy, that, that takes some fucking wherewithal from that guy to fucking drop that on you.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think I was right. He was the smartest guy I ever knew. That was exactly the right answer. Anything else would have been for the moment. But that, you know, that, that lasted my lifetime.
0: Holy shit! Did you end up going? Can, can you? T- how did you end up? What happened? Um, when did you move out of your foster parents' house?
2: I mean, I was in three foster homes. I was in that foster home for uh, third and fourth grade, and then I was on a foster home. My I had a brother and sister that I was separated from, and then we um, got put together on a farm upstate New York for fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And then I went home to my mother. Then my father had died and my mother remarried and I went back home when I was in ninth grade, but I, I was pretty much estranged from, from that day on. I, you know, never, never went home. I mean, I got a job and, and went home to sleep.
0: Um, is your mother still alive? She died recently. Well, and, and how did that relationship end?
2: I mean, I was estranged from her from 18 till you know, I was 55 and then, you know, some relative called and said, you know, she, there was a fire and she didn't have a place to stay. And, you know, I, I ended up watching out for her in the final year or two, just cause I thought, you know, not doing so would be spiteful. And I, I didn't want to be spiteful, but, um, I, was, we were never close.
0: What a, what a wild journey. The whole foster thing is, is, is. It, it, and then, and then you end up back with your parents. When you went back in the ninth grade, did your did your brother and sister go with you? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are you are are you still are you close with them now? Are they still alive?
2: My brother um, was schizophrenic, and he died on the streets at a young age. And my sister, I'm very estranged from. She's got problems, and I, I think you know, you either withdraw from a family like that. Or you get sucked down the vortex and I, I you know for the reason I told you, I t- decided to go my own way and, and not go down that tube.
0: Wow, what a fucking survivor you are, Harry. You're a fucking beast, dude. It's incredible. Well,
2: you, I read that you were homeless for five years. Yeah,
0: right. but I was by, choice. Santa I was by, fucking by <laughs> choice. I was slaying, I was just I was getting all sorts of I, I had a fucking hundred girlfriends when I was homeless. I was fucking on top of the world. I just thought I've fancied myself as the second coming. Holy <laughs> shit. This is nuts. Um, Oh, is, does, does fitness have a part in your survival? When did you realize that exercise was important? And was that like a, a saving grace?
2: I, 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 I don't think that I would put it that way. I, I remember the, what attracted me to CrossFit is I remembered that when I was in high school, I was doing training, to do the Marine physical fitness test, you know, which was perfect score was 30 strict pull-ups and 60 push-ups and it was ridiculous. But I, I did that every day, um, you know, through high school, um, just as a habit. And then when I saw pull-ups again in CrossFit, it, 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 you know, it drew me back. But, um, I don't know that fitness has ever been a central part of my existence.
0: No shit. It's not part of it. So here's where I was going. I was like, oh, this kid had a fucking tough childhood. And uh, so he uses um, fitness to medicate himself to sort of uh, keep his head uh, mentally straight, put himself in some oxygen deprivation, sweat, work hard, suffer. It's it's not that. It's not medicinal for you. You don't do You're not medicating with fitness. You seem no. like a perfect candidate for like an eating no. disorder and working out too much.
2: No, I um I don't have complaints about my life. You know, I had good foster parents. They were better than if I had stayed with my own parents. No, uh, I don't, (laughs) I don't have these, I don't have regrets. I don't have things that I'm trying to work out that I'm aware of. Right. Um, No, I don't have that.
0: Yeah, wild. You ever met any other uh, Jew Indians?
2: Possibly not, not that I can think of. That's a pretty unusual combination.
0: You ever met any jew Armenians because my wife's Jewish and now I have three jew armenians. I'm kind of proud of it like I, I feel like a scientist almost like i, <laughs> I mean gems. jew indian's pretty good that's i mean it's a it's a uh, it sounds like a really successful hybrid um
2: gave culturally
0: me- culturally, it sounds like you just kind of got two whack ones, but culturally it could be it could be a really powerful uh mix
2: well, I took this uh honors math sequence that had ten kids in it. Uh-huh. five were jews and six were asians i got to be both
0: right right yeah <laughs> hey um my um my son went to a my wife took my son to his his first ten- tennis tournament mm-hmm. and uh, in lafayette california and i said how and i didn't get to go and i said how was the tennis tournament and she goes hey dude it's us one black kid <laughs> and the rest are fucking indians and asians that's it and she sure. and i go how are they she goes dude the every every Indian Asian kid's like a world class tennis player at seven, you know. But it's it's interesting because you go to the skate park and you don't see any Indians and Asians. It's all just white kids running from their home. And then we go to the jujitsu tournaments and it's all like Filipinos and Mexicans. Like we look like the blonde blue eyed people there. It's crazy. It's funny. I like it. Um, uh, any plans on getting out of the gym space, uh, Harry? what's What's your what's your tolerance? How many more years you got in you? well, I'd like to death do you part?
2: I'd like to get it profitable again. We'll see.
0: i'll sell it. Um and, and how is your relationship with HQ these days? Do you have any uh, do is there anything you'd like to say to them? Any thoughts? Any do you, do you ever think about deaffiliating? I guess you can't think about deaffiliating cuz you're so uh, it's like you have it's like having a girlfriend who's so fucking hot but she's batshit crazy. It's <laughs> like cuz you got the name CrossFit New York City. It's it's wild.
2: Yeah, I'm never giving up that name. Um, you know, we walked the fine line um, during all the hysteria and we sort of got away from the CrossFit community so we didn't have to hear negative feedback or answer to anyone other than our own people. But no, we would never. Def- I, I, I'm I very grateful to CrossFit HQ. They They gave me the freedom and the flexibility to build this business they don't they don't ask anything of me um, so I, I certainly have no complaints about HQ I, I I'd love to see it evolve a little more I think I think that there's fundamental um, sort of history in place that that's never been overcome so what I mean by that is, when Glassman set up the affiliate model as the lease-rents model and the idea was, you know, we license the name and you do your own thing. Just don't diss us and use our um, level one program before you put a coach in front of the rule room and that's it, uh, more or less. I think that would sum up the obligations both ways and then do what you want. Use what equipment you want, set your schedule the way you want. And of course, that model worked, and it, 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 it allowed CrossFit to grow to 15,000 affiliates or whatever it is today. But I think it's a stunted model because there is no alignment between the affiliates' goals and HQ's goals, and there's no collaboration. There may be committees and we have regions and we get together and we say, oh, you should do this, that, the other thing. And we'll put out a media kit and we'll put out some resources. But in general, the affiliates and HQ are not pulling in the same direction towards the same goal. And what I mean by that is if I ask you, as much as you know about CrossFit, what is CrossFit HQ's strategy or what is HQ's goal? Can you answer that question?
0: I can tell you what Don says it is. Go ahead. Um, to uh, make it so that there's 30 million CrossFitters, and I can tell you uh, what and what Greg's was was a little different. Greg's goal Greg's goal was to spread the word of that we have the cure for the world's most vexing problem, and to protect the um, affiliates through legislation, litigation, and education. Those were those were Greg didn't think Greg wasn't uh, uh, so interested in growing it. He was more interested in, in protecting it from outside uh, uh, enemies,
2: which agreed and at different stages in the lot li- and in, 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 in the lifespan. Of- not that
0: he was against growing it, by the way. He just he wasn't he wasn't going to like, you know, like put his like he said, I'm not going to put my hand up the, the golden goose's ass and start uh, pulling eggs out.
2: I get it. So but let's put yeah. go Don's goal.
0: Yeah. To, to wants- increase to 30 million CrossFitters. Let's,
2: that's right. Yeah. how
0: that's the question right that
2: is the question so, uh, yes thank a you Harry. question yeah. and then not only how and what do I do to help
1: hmm okay. what's your what's the role of the affiliate in okay. that equation I
2: help you? let's say I was on the same page as Don right. that you know his goal is to get to 30 million and you know I'm one fifteen thousandth of that 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 business, which turns out that if you don't add any more affiliates, the average affiliate's got to have two thousand people, or you got to have ten mm. 000, many affiliates with two hundred people or whatever. So it's interesting. Anyone can throw it's out. Saw the
0: Jew Indian brain working, right? Everyone, that's, that's there. It is. It just that's, broke down. Simple simple it. math. You just saw just crunching numbers and I Apologize. It. Go ahead. Yes. Thank you. But but but
2: the question is how. Mm. So let me give you for instance. If you said, eight, I, I imagine HQ sitting around and they go, okay, we're going to get to 30 million people. Okay. How many people going to do the opening this year? Uh, 300,000. Okay. 300,000. That's like a hundredth of 30 million. What's our goal as the open applies? Well, I bet you everyone around the table says, well, we want to get that up. We want to get more people in the open this year than last year. Okay. And the meeting. What, so, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh uh i know we'll send out an email every day that says do the open and it's part of the community and okay and cartoon characters and, yeah yeah and, yeah. and you, that'll get you a hundred times as many people mm-hmm. well no okay well then let's ask the question what would get the open from three hundred thousand to a million people in the next two or three years If you want a million people to do the open in the next few years, the affiliates have to want people to do the open. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I I do the open because people are going to complain if I don't do it. So I do what I have to do. So the 10% of my organization that wants to do the open can be happy. And I'll try to minimize the annoyance. The other 90% of the organization that can't do open gym that day or whatever the case may be. There's nothing in it for the affiliate. To do the open, there's no collaboration. Yep. If you want to collaborate, then you have to get over, in my opinion, the mentality that the affiliates are on their own. We're HQ. What HQ's income stream is HQ's income stream. The affiliates go go forth and multiply. We love you. We love you. We love you. It's all about the affiliates. How about the open fee is not. $20, it's $30, and 15 goes to the affiliate as they validate the scores, and 15 goes to HQ, let's say. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I've validated more scores than anyone on the planet for the Open, but I do it, you know, to make my members happy. Um, then I find out if I don't tell them about it, less of them care about it. But to me, there should be an incentive for the affiliates to want to get people to do the Open.
0: Dude, what that's a fucking brilliant idea. You just said what's the drawback of that? Can you think of one drawback from that? Let me let me make one up. Less people affiliate. Or less, sorry, uh less people sign up for the open. Why? Because it's now thirty dollars.
1: I would argue that more would because now you've incentivized the affiliates to push it. And especially too. Harry just talked about validating the scores. That's one of the easier parts. Think about throwing the whole event and managing all the personalities and getting the heat times. I mean, you have to redo that week after week after week. That's a lot of work. Real,
2: really, if you think about, um, I, I know two brain business. You know, puts I out- know. So right. sorry,
0: real quick. I just want to start. Sorry, sorry, I just want to acknowledge one thing. Uh, uh, Jacqueline, uh, so there's so many commentary, uh, J- interesting and easy solution. I know fucking Harry's I'm loving this. Go on Harry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
2: I mean, you know, lots of affiliates spend a lot of money and, and do an extra charge to do Friday night lights, but that kind of sucks for the members because they feel mm-hmm. I have a membership. I don't want to pay anything extra. I think if you made it $30, look, maybe the number's not $30, maybe,
0: whatever. Yeah. That's the spirit maybe, of what you're saying. It, I hear it, you.
2: Let's put our toe in the water. Let's say next year it's going to be $25. Hey,
0: 30 is not too yeah. much. It's $10 per workout. Yep. And and to be honest with you, what HQ should do is they should say the stuff that the affiliates can't say. The affiliates can't say, oh, my God, can you please do it? That $1,500 would be really help me a lot. What HQ needs to say is don't be a pussy and support your affiliates. These people are doing God's work. You want to you want to get, you want to help your affiliate enter the open. It helps your affiliate. It's a great thing for the community. It's a great thing for planet Earth. The, the, if, if HQ needs to say the stuff the affiliates can't say about themselves. Well, well look, right?
2: right. If you if you're going to worry about prices, right?
0: Yeah.
2: How are you going to get to three thirty million people? Right. Are you going to mm-hmm. cut the price? Make yep. the make the open a dollar? Right. Well, how are you going to do it? You've got to actually grow it. And so here HQ has the resources of all these affiliates who do all this work and it's not, we're not pulling in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're simply, I mean, I do my own thing. HQ does its own thing. I don't say anything bad about HQ, not because I'm holding back. I have nothing bad to say about HQ. I just think they have all kinds of opportunities to collaborate with the affiliates but somehow the mindset's been, our money's our money. The affiliate's money's the affiliate's money. We help you by putting up some um, resources on the website. But the idea that we work together is just a foreign idea.
0: Where's the intersection? There is none. The intersection is when you write your uh, yearly check, the fact that they require you to get the L1. There, there's no There's no intersection. It's, it's 100% uh, transactional uh, going one way. I. Yeah, it's very interesting.
2: So the other I think I'm switching to another am I am I still in? I had to yeah.
0: switch. You, you switch to your uh your burner phone.
2: Yes. So the here, here's another thing that HQ could be doing that would make money for HQ and would make money for the affiliates. Let's say you show up in City X and you want to Hey, you know, that's work. never
0: happened in the show where someone switches phones on the fly like that. That was that was beautiful by the way. Very that was well amazing. done. So amazing. <laughs> I would, I would amazing. Exist.
2: I had a, I had assistance. But um, if someone wants to drop in an affiliate, what's the process? The process is you show up in town, you 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 Google what's near me. You then start sending emails. There's a conversation that goes back and forth. Maybe you find the right link on the website to drop in. Maybe they answer. Maybe they're like me for a couple of years. We don't take drop in. So now there has to be emails back and forth. If I were running HQ, I would actually have a thing called a membership in CrossFit Incorporated or a CrossFit HQ. It's, I'm making up a number. $25 a year, right? Now I have a CrossFit membership. What is that?
0: He's breaking up for me. I lost him. Yeah, me too. We can't hear you, Harry. Sorry, sorry. We can't hear you. We lost you. We lost you. I don't think you, you could hear us. Oh, we lost you. He's probably saying something really we good right you. now, too. We lost you. You're saying good shit and we lost you. We lost your audio. And
1: he Hey, wow. that point that he was making, I was I had this discussion the other weekend, uh, when we were in Phoenix and I was like, HQ went completely the wrong way with the incentivization for the open this year. Incentivizing people for the open this year because they were doing those cartoon characters and they're making a massive push. I think he's back in,
2: Savon. Yeah,
1: there better. Okay, yeah, yep, you. you're back in.
2: Nice. How far did I get before I cut out?
1: Pretty much right at the beginning when he started talking there.
2: Sorry, I, I think you should be able to drop in via the HQ website that they, they should have the equivalent of what Class Pass has. Class Pass has. I want to do a class at this gym. I do it all through ClassPass. ClassPass sends the the gym the money. HQ should be able to do that for drop-ins. And I don't understand somebody, what
0: that is. Can you explain that to me? I'm not familiar with what that is. What is that? What
2: ClassPass is so ClassPass is one of those we suck all the money out of your business, like Grubhub and all the other things, because you have excess capacity. So someone joins ClassPass and then it says you can go to any one of these gyms and get five drop-ins or five visits per month or whatever you do, and then I say, okay, I'm going to go to SoulCycle on Thursday, and they take all the arrangements through ClassPass, and then SoulCycle gets, you know, half or a third of their drop-in rate. But HQ's in a great position that they could say they could arrange the drop-ins. They should have a portal. You should be able to link to it. They should be able to collect the money so that when someone doesn't show up, the affiliate still gets paid. It's the beginning of some sort of collaboration between mm. HQ and 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 the affiliates.
0: Yeah, that it, it's very. It, when you pointed out, and did no one get fixated on the solutions we're offering. He's pointing out just what's more important here is that there's no, he, there's no, they're not on the same page. That that's yeah. that's the takeaway here, and that getting on the same page would bring a lot of value to everyone.
2: I think it dates back to the mentality early on that we don't want to take anything from the affiliates. We ended up having running two completely separate businesses. And if you want to actually grow the pie, you got to collaborate, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. If we're all in the same boat, we got to row in the same direction. Otherwise, we're not really getting anywhere, right?
2: Or, yeah, or look, where's another thing CrossFit makes money on certs. Right, Where do the people for certs come from? They come from the affiliates. You know, I've probably sent 100 people to do the L1 cert. I probably could have sent 400 people to do the L1 cert. But if I did, HQ wouldn't know or care or yep. count it. Yeah,
1: we've There's touched on that point. Company. quite he of said, it
2: too. If you were a member, you got a discount on your membership if you have an L1 cert because you can be more helpful to the other members. You know, you're not the coach, but... We stopped doing there. There's nothing in it for us to do that. But if HQ encouraged the affiliates to do it, they would. They could probably double the number of people doing certs by simply doing some minor. Right now, HQ is the equivalent of a company that sells things, but they don't pay commission to the salespeople, or they don't have salespeople. They go, we sell these things. Just show up and come and get them. Whereas they've got a built-in system of 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 sales generators that they don't use.
1: Yeah, the affiliates are their salespeople. And like you had said, if we if there was some sort of like, hey, if you have an affiliate and you get a discount oh, okay. so you could send a couple of your people over. Uh oh. Did we lose them again? Then you'd push more people to the L one essentially. We've we've chatted about that before too.
0: I'm starting to think, you know, when I, when I, when we start having these conversations, I start wondering what HQ even does.
1: Yeah. When, especially when someone like Harry just breaks it down right yeah, away, just when just like, well, fuck what do
0: well, you guys actually don't do anything. You just, you're sitting on the brand. Yep. And at least Greg was litigating, educating and legislating. And now I'm just like, what does HQ do? Right. Like I start to wonder.
1: Well, right when he contextualized Don's and he goes, okay, so if we still have 15,000 gyms, that means each gym has to have 2000 members. Yeah. You're like, yeah, shit. How are you going to make that happen? Yeah. You know?
0: I mean, once you start doing the math, it gets crazy. It gets pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, look, he switched phones again.
2: Right. No, it's there fine. I like it. I like it. Anyway, that, that's, that's sort of, and it doesn't really change that we could be in the same business. The affiliates are not yes. in the same business as HQ. HQ's all figuring out how to um, increase membership 20 fold. And the affiliates are trying to like get through the day.
0: Would you, um, if you, um, in, in hindsight, are you glad you took off on this journey? Are you glad you're a gym owner? Would you recommend this to someone else?
2: Those are multiple different questions. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, uh,
0: let's start with number one. Are you glad you, you started off on this journey? Yes. Uh, would you recommend someone to start a gym on their own? No. And uh, what if they're determined? What would be, or what, why do you say no? Why do you say no?
2: I think it's dangerous running a non-essential business in this country. Mm. Wow. Unless you live in one of those states that recognizes all businesses are essential. If you live in a state like New York, I can't see. I would never do it again. Did you you ever think
0: about leaving New York?
2: Well, I don't think I can move to Montana and keep the CrossFit NYC name and make it work. But no, I've lived in Manhattan more or less all my life. And so...
0: You, you you don't think you could? That's an interesting question. Could you take CrossFit New York City and move to fucking Naples, Florida?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I could. I think you can. Um, you obviously can. I've moved my affiliate a couple times within New York. I don't know that there's a a uh, 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 rule, but it wouldn't do me a lot of good, right? Cause if people Google CrossFit and New York city, cause they're in New York city and they go, no, no, no. We're the one in Montana or Naples, right. Florida. That really wouldn't do me much good. So uh, you got to be in New York to make it work.
0: Hmm. Um, uh, Harry, what uh, do you, do you have any other business ventures or hobbies? Are you a painter? Are you, um, uh, re, re, uh, you brought some innovation to the toothpick. I mean, is there anything else? Are you just full-time, Jim, dude are you retired like would you say you're retired and well, this is I, I your would, hobby
2: i mean i think it's become a lot more than a hobby um yeah
0: 700 members is crazy
2: yeah and you know we took on a lot of debt to get through covid and i've got a lot of debt on the business so it's 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 a it's a tough job right now
0: um, do you go to the crossfit games no um, does any of that stuff interest you at all to go there
2: I do the Open, and I think you know one of the great things about the Open is it gives me a reason to look forward to getting older. The weights get lower, you know. I'm looking forward to them having a 70 and over category, and you know lowering the weights and the heights a little bit more. So I, I, I still work out. Um, I'm not competitive enough. I'd hope to make it to the quarterfinals this year, and I don't think that's going to happen. But yes, I still I still
0: work out. Um, this this collaboration idea. Do you have any other um ideas? S- someone sent me a, a DM the other day, direct message, and they said to me, "Hey, it's crazy that you can, you can submit a video to get into the open. Like, how about show some fucking loyalty to the affiliates and make it like, hey, if you want to do the open, you have to go to a fucking affiliate." And I was like, I mean, even if they lost a thousand people. Like, I think that s- sends such a good message to affiliates.
2: So, I mean, CrossFit's locked into a lot of decisions they made early on, right? In the mm-hmm. early days, lots of people worked out in garage gyms. They said they want to make it as accessible as possible. And so that's still there. And And it's one of those things that remains. I don't know. I'm glad it's there because I really don't want a zillion people dropping in in a random way Um I, I can understand why people affiliates do that. They could do do five or 10 more drop. in so that's, that's an interesting question, but if you're going to grow to um, 30 million people, you're probably going to have to include a lot of people that are able to work out on their own, that everyone's going to go to an affiliate. there should be room for growth in uh, both directions. So
0: well when you look into the future of CrossFit, is there anything that you see? Do you think it's going to grow or do you think, do you think that it's, it's sort of going to stay the same?
2: I think it's going to stay the same because the other area that I'd say CrossFit is failing is in explaining what CrossFit is. Hmm. And I think Glassman's great contributions were defining fitness in a tangible way. We all know now what the CrossFit definition of fitness is. But what's the definition of CrossFit? Functional movements performed at high intensity. That's a terrible, terrible inadequate definition because with that definition, tell me why Orange Theory isn't CrossFit. You there?
0: Yeah, 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 I'm here. I'm listening to you. I'm nodding. Yeah, 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 I'm here. Because
2: because anyone that does functional movements at high intensity is CrossFitting. Okay. Now, we both know that that definition is inadequate. If I walk into a gym anywhere in the world and there are no barbells, Am I in a CrossFit gym? No. Probably not. Right. If I walk into Barry's Boot Camp, I know I'm not in a CrossFit gym. Right. If I walk into a gym and there are no pull-up bars, I know I'm not in a CrossFit gym. Yet the definition of CrossFit has nothing to do with the range. We all know that there's not going to be an open that just consists of burpees, Box step up. Is it the definition
0: know. or different mantras? Because Harry Greg used to give us new mantras all the time. Like we have a cure for the world's most vexing problem. We're light, we're we're lifeboats in a in, you know in a, in a world where you need to get on a lifeboat. I mean, there were these constant uh c- right. c- kind of descriptions right. coming And As out. a result,
2: there's nothing.
0: It, it, say say that again.
2: As a result, there is no common definition, there's no common understanding of what CrossFit is. Mm. We CrossFit. Doesn't do anything to distinguish itself from all the copycats that took a piece of CrossFit and say, you know, that's enough. This boot camp, this, you know, this theory, this whatever it is, right? Interesting. You should actually come out and say what the hell it is and why, what, you know, when we say, you know, if you look at the last 100 emails of the day, there's 25 profiles of how CrossFit changed my life, saved my life, blah, blah, blah. What but nobody really knows what that why won't orange theory do the same thing? There's an answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. But no one's yeah. answering it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's magic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 exactly. We're not gonna tell you what it is. Our religion's better than their religion. Okay, <laughs> tell me something about what you believe or what makes you know what makes it work. No, our religion will save you. Okay, why won't the others?
0: Mm. Great point, Harry. I really appreciate you coming on. Is there uh, before we uh, uh, part ways? Is there anything, any subject you want to touch on that I know that there's d- definitely many stones we didn't turn over. Is there anything you'd like to add?
2: No, I mean the only thing that I want to say in case it didn't come across is I'm rooting for CrossFit. I right, it came to across. Grow. I mean, yes. I'm rooting for HQ. I wish them nothing but the best. <laughs> What I'm saying is I don't know how to help you succeed if you don't tell me, tell me.
0: Yeah. You didn't come across cynical at all. you cynical at all. I think you came across optimistic and, and, and more than doing your part. You sent, you feel more like a soldier who's ready to take orders. Yeah. That's what I got too. Hey, you're always welcome on the show. I enjoy talking to you. You're cool, dude. You're fun. Thanks. You're you're smart. I like you. Thanks. Uh, um i'll you you have my number if you ever want to text uh anything you're ever out on the west coast if i'm ever on the east coast i'd love to hang with you i don't sure. see myself ever leaving my house though <laughs> sounds great i'll see you again all right brother thank you thank, thank you, you. Okay. Bye. awesome uh this is the frustration with the world This is the frustration from talking at 50,000 feet because there's people people at the 500-foot mark who just always fucking miss the message. Yeah. You're trapped under a burning car. Example is cool. Based on that logic, there should be no women police officers. Men are stronger. Science. Strength is all that matters with cops, I guess. Hand on foot. Dude, like you just ran with that. You just were trapped in your head and you ran with it. It has nothing to do with that. What I said has nothing to do with what you just said at the beginning of the show. Nothing. 12 daily doses of zero. My point is you don't make things easier to try to get an outcome. I don't care what the fucking test is. Make the test. A cop should be able to run this fast to save the most amount of people, lift this much, be able to do this math, be able to speak to people in this eloquent of a t- uh, eloquence of a tone, be able to drive a car. I don't care what the fucking test is, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> the point is you don't lower the bar to get more Armenians in or to get more girls in or to get more boys in or to get more Jews in. You fucking retard because it could be my mom and that fucking who needs assistance from the police. Do you understand that you fucking my optic douche? You're a fucking snail. You're the problem with fucking society. Stay in your fucking lane and don't think. It's always been an insecurity of mine to be misunderstood as a child. I was such a little baby about it. I really hate being misunderstood i need to get over it it's it's probably because i care what people think and i'm so insecure but um you have completely fucking missed the point my thank you thank you trish my Uh, what i say my optic
1: thank you either way i thought you made it clear at the beginning when you said i don't care who the person is we just want to know the qualifications for the job and then find the best person who meets those qualifications or exceeds those qualifications of the job not change the qualifications of the job because you can't change the nature of the job, by lowering the qualifications. The job is still going to be the job. We could pretend that we can move the qualifications to make you qualified for the job, but at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, the job's a fucking job. And either you're adequately qualified for it or you are not.
0: I, I, I don't care... What the qualifications are for a fucking cop, as long as it's what's best for when my son needs help getting out of a burning building, they got the right dude, the right fucking tranny, the right fucking brother, the right fucking Chinaman. I don't care. (laughs) And you fucking idiots who think that the DEI council is to make sure that we don't push homos away or Jews away or Armenians away. You're fucking wrong. They're openly fucking choosing people based on that. And they say that. And every time you celebrate that, those things overtly, you're fucking just making, putting the shackles on the people again. Like that thing fucking that we talked about that Danny Spiegel did. You're not setting anyone free. Yeah. What if she would have taken the time instead of making that video, uh, she would have just talked about how hard she works. She's doing the same thing LeBron is doing. Just give us the fuck. we don't it's her just jerking off on herself. It's LeBron just jerking off. We, no one cares that you're the first woman or that you're strong or you broke some mold because your ass has a circumference of seventy eight inches and you're still hot. Like no one cares. Just tell us how you did it so we can do it. yeah. and if you lower walk the st- around with your chest up and just tell us how you did it, no one you're just jerking off on yourself hey, if you lower the standards
1: so that way certain groups of people could fit into it. Didn't you? You can't change the job, though, the nature of the job. So what happens when I push those standards lower? Because as the commenter just said back, women bring shit to the table that many men cannot. Yes. What? Yes. OK, great. But oh, What great. The does that have to do with the job and the qualifications yeah. of the job? I would love to be able to change it. Hey, Seval, let's make sure nobody breaks the law in a manner that not any group could fix the problem with. Okay. So, hey, guys, we all disagree. Nobody flip over any, any cars or nobody do anything heavier than heavy, than 50 pounds needs to be lifted off them. Because if you guys have look, that emergency, look, we changed it.
0: Look, this person's still stuck. Listen, listen, I listen. Know, to this, that's person. what I was this person's still stuck. You do lower the bar to get women in there, you idiot. <laughs> oh, my, dude, are you not listening? Hey, women, all- being, women being shit to the, bringing shit to the table that men cannot. Fantastic. No, no one's arguing that. Do you understand that? The running standard no. doesn't make the, oh my God, no <laughs> shit. The running standard doesn't make the best cop, dude. I swear to God, you're, you're, you must be a fucking miserable person. Just stuck. stuck you're just unable. stuck, dude.
1: It's like, it's like looking like this. It doesn't
0: matter. Like, you're right. You're everything you're saying is right.
1: But it doesn't change the fact of what we're presenting.
0: Yeah. You're not listening to what we're presenting. You know why? Do you know why? Is because you're stuck in something. It's like when the orange haired guy talks, it just pisses people off. Oh yeah, they, they don't move and past they can't the first listen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. just you're stuck. Something something I said is like upset you. Like you feel like you have to defend women or something. I don't know what it is.
1: It's definitely the defense of women. That's a hundred. I mean, you could read that.
0: But it has nothing somewhere. to do with women. What we're saying, zero. Has,
1: no, it has nothing to do with. Women. Has nothing
0: to do with vaginas. Titties, nothing. We're not talking about women,
1: <laughs> and we're not degrading them or saying they're not qualified. Yeah,
0: c- just stop looking down at the ground and look up a little bit, or climb on a ladder.
1: Yeah, that's that's the issue with that. They're just no,
0: I, I, I just know no, you tried thing. to call my personal number, Jethro. You fucking ding dong.
1: Why can't you understand, like dumb? Oh, this could be good. Why my can't you is-
0: understand that dumb standards like running standards were keeping some of the best cops out of the profession? How do you miss this?
1: Wow. <laughs> at this point, I think first they are just to with us. First of all, at first point. of all,
0: stop, stop, dude. You're, 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 First of all, fine, you win. But first, <laughs> you win. But here, look at. I'm going to come down to your level just for a second and tell you this. Dude, the article states it's to get women in. Do you know what a woman is? It's someone with a vagina. It's not to get the best cops in. It's to do what you want. It's appealing to you. That's not what we're talking about. Now you've pivoted. You're conflating between getting women in and best cops in. I don't know what the criteria is for best cops, dude. That's not the point. Okay, I got to go. I'm taking my kids to right. Love you guys. Uh, I, 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 12 daily doses of stuff. I apologize for calling you names. I was very passionate. Um, I, I, I mean that too. I don't want to call anyone names. Maybe like a ding dong. Okay. I just get, I'm just an insecure little man who, if I get misunderstood, I get frustrated. (laughs) Sorry. And I appreciate you listening and please donate money. Okay. Get your paper street coffee, get juiced up on California hormones. I love you guys. Susie, you the man. I'll see you tonight at the party and buh-bye, buh-bye.